Wait, which one is it? There's two here. Uh, so the the one for the intro is the is just regular nice, and the one for the outro is the down tempo remix, redub, rehash, rehash. Edit that in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna throw that in audacity. Right. So I'm gonna listen to it real quick. Yeah, that way you get you get settled in. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh. really shitty uh, YouTubers. Yeah, right? They turn on a thing and then they shake way too much and they go, mm, this is fire! <laughs> it's like, that's what it's, I feel like right now. It's they, they discover fire. It's like <laughs> a caveman. Yeah, yeah you're thinking of caveman. Although there's not really that much of a difference, am I right? Am I right? Nice. <laughs> Alright, cool. And I won't listen to the outro until we're done. Oh, no. Perfect. It's... <laughs> It's trying to... No, who is this? I'm not sponsoring this guy. Don't jump to him. Exit out of that shit. I don't want to hear that garbage. Get that other song the hell out of my face. If I wanted to listen to two songs, I'd buy an album. (laughs) I ain't about to... mm -mm. Don't give me that two music junk. (laughs) Two furies. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. 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 All right, well, since this is the, 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 the uh, first uh, WTNT, the Ween Age Tootin' Ninja Turtles. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the name of this thing. <laughs> the Ween Age Tootin' Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. No, no, why this, not that? And I will yeah. let you give a brief the- synopsis to uh, first-time or long-time <laughs> listeners. For people who have been who have been with us for the entire two minutes and forty eight no, no, seconds of the I'm podcast, gonna speak, I'm going to speak confidently. Okay. And I'm going to say that for longtime listeners who have gone back to listen to our first one. Okay, so this is our synopsis. So I'm going okay. ahead and preparing for the future by saying hey to our our vast number of of uh, of followers and downloaders and likers and and clickers. And- and clickers for people that that inevitably because they're going to discover us at like episode 47 uh, <laughs> and and go back to like oh this was excellent i wonder how they started um the the conceit here with why this not that uh is actually is a pretty simple thing every time you go to do basically anything in this world you make a choice on why you would do one thing instead of doing another thing and that is the conceit, basically, when you boil it down. So, the specific argument we do here is why you would do one thing over another thing. I guess, for example, uh, why salad, not soup? So, I think the obvious one there is salad's nice and crunchy, you can get any kinds of dressings you want, and it's generally healthy. That's true. And also, if you put little croutons and breadcrumbs into your salad, they're not going to get uh, soggy down. But no. the, the soup, the liquid of the soup, I don't eat a lot of soup, and I especially don't eat a lot of salads. But I know one thing. I love my breadcrumbs, I love my little bacon bits, and I love my croutons. I'd eat a whole bucket of croutons. And, and here's the thing. Soup, you throw it in crouton, it just becomes bread. It's just bread yeah. at that point. It, and nobody wants bread. to eat just bread, otherwise they'd have a sandwich. Bread. And they don't yes. have soup sandwiches. And they, they don't do have not. they don't have salad sandwiches either, but <laughs> but still, it's just you know I like my crunch and soup Man. soup sometimes just it doesn't have that crunch that I really it does like. Not have and, and that's the general conceit. Uh, I think we'll probably have each episode have a general topic. It'll probably have a main bit or a main uh, why this not that at the end of it, uh, and that's the general idea. This one, the first episode uh, with E three being timely sorta and mostly just a couple weeks ago. Um, this one is going to be gaming focused is the idea with this it's one. E3 slash gaming focused. Why this? Not that. Not that. And, Big that and so it should be a good time. Yeah. We, we both play games for long time listeners. <laughs> like, like you, you get how it works. So we're going to, yeah. we're going to go ahead and I guess, I guess, unless there's like, I don't know. I feel like some podcasts probably do like a little thing of like, Oh, here's what I did. Uh, the other day, just like yeah, oh, interesting little anecdotes. I don't know if that's the thing you want. But they, they start with the banter. My typical thing is I just start recording whenever we're just dicking around at the start oh, of the podcast, shit. and that's how I've been doing it. Yeah. Yar, yar, that's good boy. 
Okay, because I don't really have anything that interesting I've been up to. I got a Switch today. Oh, did you finally went around to getting the Switch? Mm-hmm. Well, wow. it, it wasn't so much a question of when I was going to get one. It was more so a question of when would I be able to get one? Stores don't have them, and I don't want to spend um, $450 to get it online. Yeah, because of <laughs> so, uh, eBay and scalpers and whatnot. Yes. And uh, even on, like, Amazon, they're still going yeah. for, like, 450 And so we We're walked gone. into Best Buy. And mm-hmm. you know how when you walk into, like, a store and the person up front asks, hey, do you need help finding anything? And you immediately just say, no, absolutely not. I'm not yeah, a child. I'm not a yeah. fucking infant. I can walk around. on my own. I, can, I have eyeballs. Mm-hmm. So I go into Best Buy, and I go to the video game section, and there's no switches around. And Damn. I said, ah, shucks, there's no switches here. So I guess that I'm just going to leave. And then on the way out of the store, I notice about maybe a good five feet away from the very front desk where the guy asked if you're looking for anything, there was actually a table set up. With Nintendo Switches? With a sign that says Nintendo Switch now in stock. (laughs) And just two right there. (laughs) Right next to where the guy was sitting. And it was the only time in my life that I was just like, wow, maybe I should have just said yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm I could have saved it in like five minutes from walking around in that other section. But then I started thinking, wouldn't that have been embarrassing, though, if I said, oh, I, yeah, I need help finding a switch. And then he just points. And it's right <laughs> there. It's right there. Where I'm it's it's the actively, it's actively exactly. in your way. The fact that I didn't see it. Um, it's, just, it's just bad no matter how you slice it. Yeah. And so ah, double-edged sword, which... Uh, since this is a relatively kind of debate show, which one would you have rather have had happen? So it, it's it's why go all the way to the back of the Best Buy, fail to see a switch, go to the front and then see one, even though I was offered help and could have found it quicker, and not ask for help in the first place <laughs> and have him point out something incredibly obvious. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Uh, for because the I feel like the the core issue here is pride for sure. It mm-hmm. is because it's you have a switch, so the objective was still accomplished. The main thing is now you appear to this uh, person in a polo at a Best Buy to be like a literal child. Oh, but here's the find... thing: the people up front always wear like the dope ass yellow ones. They do wear the yellow ones, and the ones walking around the store, are the little plebeian blues, <laughs> walk around <laughs> underneath the eyeballs of the man. True. <laughs> they don't. They don't get the yellow. They, you know, I, I kind of respect it a little more. Yeah, because it separates them. But I would say, um, I would, I would definitely. I think I would rather do the second one. I'd rather be. I'd rather go the. Hey, where's this thing? And it's right there. Like it's. It's so right there that I probably would have physically run into it had I continued just walking. <laughs> um, and I think. I think my reason for that is is because the understanding is I walked in and I looked at the person talking to me. I have not taken stock. The rest of the store could be on fire, as far as I know, because I haven't been paying attention. Fair, I just walked fair. in. So I don't really feel as bad as I do have them pointed out and it's right there. So because I just grab it, I go to the checkout and I leave with it, as I would having to go and then act like I was looking for something else. And then as I left, like, oh, they right. have switches? Why not? And then I just go in and grab one. Well, and here is here is why I wish I would have done the second one. Um, mm-hmm. Switches are high in demand, uh, yes. and the time it would have taken me to walk to the back and gone up front, since there were only two, any of them could have been gone. Easily. So, <laughs> I really <laughs> ought to have just said, yes, I'd like a Switch, and, <laughs> and then gotten it. I have it regardless, but yes. in hindsight, man, <laughs> I, I either need to trust people more or just look. Yeah, a little bit more <laughs> just how, in any direction. How upset would you have been if you had gotten back to the front and it's like, oh, there's a sign here for switches and they're both gone. And then you just see two guys in line, each of them holding a switch. Man. And they're just like, they're just saying to each other, oh, hey, we just got here. I would have, I would have at least, I think my first thought would have been this sign is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I wouldn't have. I think that I would have been, been a little bit more, just about how incorrect that sign was, um, than about how uh, inept I am in my overall 
uh, handling of the situation. But that is that is what I have been up to. Nice. Uh, I I guess if I'm going to talk about things I did today, mm-hmm. I watched uh, I watched the first two episodes of Game of Thrones, and I prepped a uh, prepped some D and made a map for the place they're playing in, and then I did this. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. If there are any good uh, WTNTs about for that for those, uh, especially because they're not directly video game related. <laughs> no, no, none of them are really. So I, if if you wanted to do one from those, you'd be like, why watch Game of Thrones and prep D and D and not do nothing? I guess is I got the decision. You. I got you. Well, uh, <laughs> better yet, actually, speaking of the Switch, though, because I actually do have one for that. I guess we'll get into the show proper. Uh, Daniel, did you happen to get any games for your Switch, or did you just buy a console? I did get a games for my Switch. I ended up getting um, one of my favorite games um, in just all of time, which is, of course, The Binding of Isaac. And it's The oh. Binding of Isaac After Birth Plus. So it's got all of the fancy things from the newest. Um, Has all the newest. extra bits. Yes. Oh, and I and I had to make sure because Best Buy didn't have it, and Walmart didn't have it. I had Ooh. to go and get the copy that comes with like a two-page sticker book ah. for like the first edition of the game. And I was very adamant about getting those stupid stickers. stickers. If you're gonna buy a physical copy, you got to get all the collectible shit you I can. I want to see. It's got the little booklet. And yeah. the booklet, like, actually has stuff in it. Oh, that's so nice. You get to flip through the boy. I do um, like it. I bring that up because they very – I think I, I told you this one before the show, but I think this is the only one of mine that both of us have prior knowledge of. Um, a popular game for the Switch, Daniel, as you are probably aware, is the fighting game ARMS. Yes. What I want to ask is, Daniel, why ARMS, not legs? Now <laughs> – let me make sure I'm interpreting the question correctly. Of course. Why was the game made to be a focus on arms as opposed to a focus on legs? Or should are you saying that the game should have been titled Legs? Um, I I feel if I if I'm gonna choose between those, I'm gonna pick the first one because I think the game is titled Arms because of its focus on arms. If it's titled Legs, it's just wrong. Gotcha. So why I'm did they go- why did they do Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Um, Well, here is my um, understanding of Mm -hmm. why I would have gone with arms as opposed to legs. Um, There are a lot of fighting games. Many fighting games have a lot of different styles. I know that in Tekken, there are characters that are exclusively punches. There are characters that are exclusively kicks. There are people Mm -hmm. with command grabs. And they're all just about doing those kind of things, like long chain grapple strings. Yeah. And so... You know, everyone's made a fighting game pretty much that emphasizes punches, kicks, and grabs. But nobody's made a game that is just about punches exclusively. Now, I know what you're saying. Fight Night. We Sports Boxing. the Fight Night games. But you think about Wii Sports Boxing, but that's that's really just a prototype, a beta for ARMS. I mean, absolutely. But (laughs) but the Fight Night games... Boxing games. Although, but um, characters have extra little attacks they can do that are technically illegal. If you do them too much, you'll get, like, disqualified. But there are elbow strikes. Like, your Mm -hmm. people can... You're not supposed to, but yeah, just swing your elbows. There are people who have knees in Fight Night. Jesus. And the thing about the game is that it is a boxing game, but it's not called Hand Punch. No, it is not. It is fight night. You are ultimately fighting. You just are wearing big old gloves. And the thing about arms is that they wanted to emphasize, hey, you're going to be punching. You're going to be using your arms. And let me tell you why they didn't go with legs. Because Mm -hmm. there is already a game with that focus, and it is called Dive Kick. It It is an indie fighter, but it was very, very popular on the Twitch scene for a little while. And although it was very simplistic... Mm-hmm. In the fact that it only did kicks, it was still, it is the most widely successful kick-based fighting game with exclusivity to kicks. And so so you think, like, they would have been setting themselves up for failure by going up against because an established... Because they going up an established franchise, that's right. Mm-hmm. And there are currently yeah. no other arm-based arm, arm arm fighting games. And I actually think that might be true, because there hasn't been a fight night in a while... 
And no. the MMA games are all about, like, there's some mat wrestling. This is all about your entire body. That would just be called bodies. And here's the fun thing about it. Here's the fun thing about arms is that mm-hmm. they're not they're, – they're making arms just up as they go. Like, because there's that, a character whose whole deal is that, oh, my hair has arms. Yeah, and she just kind of floats. There's the one dude who has, like, DNA, DNA strands are arms. Yeah, DNA strands are arms. And the thing is, you could say, no, those aren't arms. That's a double helix. What's the game called? The game is called arms. Those are arms. Like, just because someone else is changing the definition doesn't mean that they're wrong just because you're small-minded and you don't want to let other people get the upper arm. (laughs) Solid answer. I actually, I had not even considered that dive kick is functionally legs. Like, if they were going to release a game called legs, you just re-release It is pretty much a thing. Although, and, well, I'm going to let you um, also get in there but then i i have a thing that i am gonna say once you get done oh for the thing you know because it's because my whole consideration i had talked to you about this previously when i brought it up is is my thought is just the advantage of legs is one i feel like legs hit harder um and they could have added in hitmonlee but really that's it and i don't think that i think i have to concede this point because it's with knowing again that dive kick exists that just kind of is a trump card in the idea of releasing a game called Legs in 2017. That's like, true. For sure. And also, here's another thing about going with Hitmon... Hitmon Lee is the kick one? Yes, mm-hmm. Hitmon Lee is the kick one. Mm-hmm. Is that... I don't know if, you, if you've if you noticed, but Nintendo is usually pretty good about doing their little crossover things. But yes. one thing that never gets to just make full-on crossover, aside from Super Smash Brothers, is Pokemon. Yeah. You know, Pokemon, Pokemon is just held tight by Game Freak, and they don't get to do a lot of crossover. So the chances yeah. of Hitmon Lee actually showing up, actually showing up, like you're you're better probably hoping for Hitmon Chan. <laughs> I I am better yet hoping for Chan because it's called Arms. It is called Arms. <laughs> get my point. They don't do yeah. that. No, it's it's you don't even have a Pokemon character in Mario Kart, let alone a new IP. Because even like Link is in Mario Kart now. Yeah, they'll throw Link in anything now. He's the he's a big slut boy. Mm. He's the Rosalina of Nintendo. (laughs) I'm glad they finally got around to getting one. To getting. (laughs) I do like it. I do like it. But speaking of of small creatures. And monsters, uh-huh. and also sometimes humanoid things. Uh, yes. I had a question for you about okay. the new Sonic game, Sonic Forces. Now, Ooh, in this game, okay. you got modern Sonic, and you got mm-hmm. classic Sonic. But then there's a third character, the Avatar. Yep. Which is your own created character. Now, among these types, there are cat, yes. dog, <laughs> bear, bird, hedgehog, rabbit, and wolf. So okay. my question to you is, why rabbit? Why not cat, dog, bear, bird, hedgehog, wolf? Oh, God. See, this one, I feel like you played right into my skill set on this one. Because <laughs> here's the, here is the thing. Uh, let, me, let, let me just have a Wikipedia page open just so I'm fully prepared with with my prep shit because I'm gonna need to be if I'm gonna come with the realness. Um, all right, here here's the thing about rabbits. Rabbits are known for, among other things, such as carrot eating and big old floppy ears. Uh, they're they're just sheer leg power. And so for me, if you're looking at the options, like honestly, if you're gonna ask me, ultimately, I would say rabbit over sonic the hedgehog the original character this ip because if anything rabbits are already known for their jumps their leg ability they have a more muscular form for using their legs for things like not only jumping but running which are the two things sonic does as being in a platformer and so if anything a rabbit would be would be a better choice over the original character not even not only just like the bear and the cat and the knife running away with the spoon or whatever the other ones are <laughs> okay so you're saying that the the legs are better for speed and mm-hmm. and the legs are and better for, definitely for height yeah definitely for jumping on height for sure for okay sure. so i 100 percent agree that a rabbit mm-hmm. is better than a hedgehog and i would even i'd even go ahead and say wolf is is really just meaner it's a meaner version of a rabbit but in a sonic game 
Really, you just got to mm -hmm. jump on their head, and that'll that'll do and, the and trick. And, and you're done. Yeah, and that's enough. Wolf, wolf doesn't even need to do that. Bear, mm -hmm. slow, clunky. I get it. Bears yeah. are nothing. Now, nothing at all. And a dog. I've seen dogs catch rabbits, but if if a rabbit jumps high enough, it can get away from a dog. Now, well, here's the thing: but, if you look at dog races, and they have to have like nine of those dogs to chase one rabbit. Yeah, and that rabbit is probably more akin to how a Sonic the Hedgehog-based rabbit would be. Yeah, just fast. Just very fast. But but the cat and the bird. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the I, thing about it is, if you're going, if you're going like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, vertical mm -hmm. advantage, a bird can fly. True. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like, birds absolutely. Than, like tails or knuckles, considered yeah. birds. Birds can are pretty fly. good at that. What but does a rabbit have over a bird? Uh, I, I will say, uh, I'll even actually, uh, I do want to do cat first because it's easier, and I would just say rabbit over cat because there's already a cat. There's Big the Cat, he oh, already yeah. exists. Yeah, cat's um, in the Sonic realm. There's Blaze are, the Cat, but she's not an interesting character, and nope. Big the Cat is a great character, but bad to play as. So I Bad get to you. play as if I'm looking at that. speed and hype. Uh, rabbit versus bird. What I'm going to say is it comes down to, it's the bird, I'll, even, I'll concede that a bird can get higher than a rabbit due to its ability to fly. I'm not about to argue that point because I know I'm going to set myself up for a losing battle there. <laughs> However, what I will say is that, again, height is not the only thing about Sonic. His other thing is how fast he moves with his legs. And so Fair. a bird can be higher, but because birds have that have really spindly, thin legs, they just don't have the muscle mass necessary to run quickly. And so a rabbit's a nice middle ground. You're not getting too much height, and you're still getting really good speed out of it. Okay. Um, but think about... Uh... Like, like an ostrich or an emu. You have to trade off the flight. It's oh, ostriches and emus. They, ha yep, yeah, rabbit, they, they, they get speed. All right, it's a, like it's a better it. middle ground. It's a okay. better middle ground. And so, uh, here's okay. Here's a. I actually had one similar to that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hop to that one for my next one. Oh wait, hold uh, on, real quick. Okay. What would yes. you name? The, what is the name of your rabbit? It's of clearly my rabbit? the best. What is this rabbit's name? You got Sonic uh, the Hedgehog, Knuckles the Echidna, Tails the Fox, Doctor the Robotnik. What's the rabbit's name? It'd be Legs the Rabbit. Legs the Rabbit. Perfect. Legs the Rabbit. Legs the Rabbit, 100%. Uh, absolutely. It's about his primary trait. Uh, you know, Knuckles, his primary trait is his Knuckles. Tails, his main trait is his Tails. Big the Cat, primary trait is that he's big. So it's obvious you got to go Legs it's the Sonic's. Rabbit. <laughs> and Sonic loves chili dogs. And what place has the best chili dogs? I think True. we all know. True. Sonic restaurants. Yeah, that's right, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That, that we are not paid to say that. That's just my genuine belief on the quality of chili dogs. We're at paying to say it. Every time I go to get one. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, it's it's interesting you brought up Sonic Forces off the bat because uh, fans of Sonic, I am sure, know this, and fans of games may also know this. We actually have two Sonic games uh, coming out soon. It's like two, a lot of hype behind them Sonic games, and it's not only Sonic Forces, which is more of your traditional, it's a mixture, it's the Sonic Generations almost, is a mixture of 2D and 3D stuff going on with it, and there's also Sonic Mania coming out, That's which right. is a basic, like way back to basics, almost a Genesis-esque Sonic game. I am game. very excited for Sonic Mania. And so, and so what I want to ask Daniel, especially because you're more of a Sonic boy than I am. I am the Sonicest boy. Why Sonic Forces and not, Sin and not Sonic Mania? Oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Why would you get and play Sonic Forces and not get and play Sonic Mania, assuming a world where you can't simply do both? Okay, well, here, here are some genuine criticisms about Sonic Mania. And these okay. are... Uh, Sonic Mania, you get three different characters. You get Sonic, you get Tails, and you get Knuckles. Mm -hmm. And so you get essentially three different play styles, but it's yeah. all played the same way. It's essentially yeah. the same game, but slightly different, just, I guess, ways of going about doing it, where Sonic Forces is actually going to be done a little bit more uh, Sonic Adventure style, where you have, like, the good guy story and the bad guy story. And mm -hmm. so it's two entirely different ways of going about doing it not to mention on the fact that yeah sonic forces also has three characters but in yes. the three characters of the av like in the avatar by himself you're getting mm -hmm. cat dog bear bird hedgehog rabbit wolf each yes. with unique abilities they're minor they're not huge they're not game they changing are, they're but you know 
Tails and Knuckles and Sonic, they all play pretty much the same with some minor yeah. differences. Mm-hmm. And so you're essentially getting in the Avatar as many different play styles as Sonic Mania is going to be offering. Yeah. And then just some. in one character. And then mm-hmm. if you like the classic game style in Mania, classic Sonic does that. That's how he's going to play. He's going to play like Mania will. Yeah. And modern Sonic, for people who aren't pretty much just wearing nostalgia goggles and, and want to just erase the fact that there is a lot of Sonic history and that there are some pretty decent games in the 3D realm, they get mm-hmm. to play those. And that's it's really important to like longtime fans of growing up doing the whole thing who are just like, yeah, I get it. Classics were good, but I want to you know run a different direction than right. I want to be able to run forward, back, left, and right. Yeah, you have more options. Because ultimately, if you wanted to just run right, I guess you would just play the original Sonic. It still exists. I have yeah. it on my phone, even. Yes, and and that well, and this is that's a thing from <laughs> the reason you have it on your phone is because the guy that they actually got to, <laughs> to make mania. it for the phone is actually the one doing Mania. <laughs> but yeah. here's here's another thing about Mania, mm-hmm. and it's really where I I really could have thought they could have done something a little better than Forces, but I get why they kind of had to. Mm-hmm. Is that Sonic Forces is also doing rehash levels? They're okay. like we've seen clips from Green Hill Zone, and. Yeah. And I think they've shown a little bit of rooftop run, but they're going to have some original stuff in there as well. Yeah. And everyone's just like, oh man, we're getting rehashes of the same levels. Like how many times do we have to see Green Hill Zone? But Mm -hmm. then they'll like not use that same (laughs) argument against Sonic Mania, which I'm pretty sure has been confirmed. It's literally that. That about half the levels (laughs) are also (laughs) just remakes of, Uh of the older ones. Yep, no, it's they literally they have a chemical plant zone, they have green they hill have zone. A chemical as a plant zone. And and another thing is just Sonic Mania it's gonna be shorter. Like the game they've already priced yeah. it that way. It mm-hmm. you're you're getting even if it is like classic style and you're really into the physics of it, you're you're getting in total less game. Yeah. Like there's multiple paths, but that's like if you play one stage, give it maybe like six times you've probably taken every path and done all the things in that stage. And each stage is roughly three minutes. So you can have explored like every bit of the game in like a day, in like a day where Sonic forces with all the different possibilities for the avatar, especially because I think that they might have like, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think that some of the costume pieces might actually do like slightly different things. And you know, they're going to have like, once you do all the main story bits, there's like time trials and there's, yeah, there's going to, there's going to be like the supersonic story that Yo, you can absolutely. do. And you're going to get to see your dumbass avatar, your legs, <laughs> the rabbit. You're going to get to see your, your Sonic OC. You're going to get to oh, see that little horrible piece of you go yeah. supersonic right next to the best of them. <laughs> and he's, <laughs> he's going to save the world. And, and here's another thing that I actually genuinely really like about Sonic forces. It mm-hmm. isn't, Sonic Mania isn't ignoring anything. It's just no. mostly placing itself. I saw an image of like an elevator that had like one, two, three K and then uh, M is like an mm-hmm. elevator. And those are the buttons. So in the timeline, it falls right after Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. Which is really funny because that means they're just ignoring four. Yes, they <laughs> are. that did come out and uh-huh. doesn't exist. But they're just like, no, hold on. Fuck that. Yeah, no, um, fuck that game. But Forces... Forces is giving you the classic. It's giving you the modern. And it's even in the clip they showed at E3, you get mm-hmm. all the villains. You have Shadow. You have Chaos. You have, I think, one of the stupid idiots from uh, Sonic Lost World or whatever. Oh, God. Like, you're getting everything. Even if you don't like it, it's there. <laughs> and that's it's cool because it's it feels more like a love letter to Sonic as a whole Instead of just a love letter to Sega Genesis Sonic. Yeah, to classic Sonic. And Mm -hmm. I think it is important to remember, because, you know, especially, I don't know if you've ever watched the Sonic Boom TV show, but they make jokes about how crappy their games have been. And so I I feel like Sonic Forces is probably going to have, if... Some of that? Yeah, it's going to, it'll probably have, unless they're going, like, way too serious, which I'm kind of worried about a little bit, being called Sonic Forces and all that. Sonic... The writers tend to not take themselves too seriously, so they're going to have a lot more fun. Where Mania, it's not going to be dialogue. It's it's old. No, it's yeah. the old thing. And so 
Sonic Force, I genuinely think, if they do it right, could be one of like the best 3D slash classic iterations of Sonic that's just been made in probably like a good 10 years. Yeah, I would say since Generations at the very least. Yeah, since Generations. And Generations didn't have much to compete with before no. it. But yeah. now this one has to compete with Generations. Which is a <laughs> it's tough. really the main the main the main yep. thing. Like if this game can be as good as Generations, then we are on track. This will be a very good game. I I would agree. I played Generations a little bit and uh I actually had some good fun with it cuz I had not played a Sonic game literally since Sonic the Hedgehog, maybe Sonic the Hedgehog 2 when I was a child on the Genesis. Like I had just not played a game in the series since. No, that's a lie. I did play Sonic Heroes. Um, I like Sonic Heroes. It's not that I, good, but I love that no, game. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, I am a Sonic I, boy. I would almost, like, with Sonic Heroes, as I played it, uh, I would literally want to, like, I'd be playing the game, like, the game's pretty fun, and then I would just restart my PlayStation uh, to boot the game back up, just so I could hear the intro music again. The intro like, mu- music is very good. I remember, um, and this is not, <laughs> this is not like a why this, not that. This is more so yeah. showing my... Love my, for Sonic. My, my Sonic... Uh, garbage. I remember when Sonic Heroes was first announced, and mm-hmm. I remembered reading all upon it, like reading every article that came out, and they said that the the person working on the composition of the music was one of the the lead people, aside from like Michael Jackson, uh, that oh, was working the on the music for Sonic the Hedgehog three and Knuckles. Ooh. And so I was like, this music is gonna be really good. And Hang yeah. Castle is still to this day one of my favorite Sonic themes to ever exist. No, it's good as hell. It is very good as hell. <laughs> but it's very extremely good as hell. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> mad at myself for talking so much about it. <laughs> I get that that's the point. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you don't like learning things about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you realize that there's bits you wish you could just take back. And then yours is just your immense passion and knowledge of Sonic. It's yeah, you just have, you yeah. have a really justified like for that franchise. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing though at some points it's not even really justified but you just and that's the worst part where mm-hmm. you get it like if people are in front of me screaming and saying that yeah, sonic's awful like there i w- i will not question them <laughs> i won't argue i'll just say oh you're right i like it though <laughs> this, this is Very good true. stuff this is good stuff um before i started ranting i actually had a pretty good I had a question that I really liked, but then I lost it. Okay, hold on. Let me think. It was a little bit more jokey. Why Xbox One X? Why mm-hmm. not Xbox One Xbox? Ooh. Uh The problem is, uh, I feel like I feel like Microsoft has contrary. A lot of retail now has been uh, been the victim of scalpers. We notice that with switches. We notice that with Amiibos. People buying them just to resell them. Right. Online. Uh, the problem, the, the kind of double-edged sword with those people oh. is is they don't help your business with selling it to people who actually use it, but they do come in and buy consoles. So I feel like if it's called Xbox One Xbox, you're going to have a lot of confusion because they're going to want to buy 20 so they can sell them later. And if they keep having to say Xbox One Xbox, like, okay, you're wanting one Xbox? No, I'm wanting 20 Xboxes. And they're like third base, and it just creates a whole <laughs> bunch of confusion that you don't want when you're trying to complete these transactions. Gotcha. And another immediate <laughs> issue that I see with it is, you know how there are people who will just sell the boxes on eBay of a console, mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, oh, I spent $400, and all they sent me was a box. And, and it says, like, PSP box. Not that anyone would buy a PSP. Let me think. A PS4 yeah, yeah. box. Correct. And so if you go on eBay mm-hmm. and you see that someone is selling an Xbox One Xbox... Like they're literally just letting you lead people astray and sell them boxes, and, or you could just say like Xbox One Xbox box. <laughs> and, and, and at that point, then, that's... people are still gonna be like, I, I, uh, surely that was just a typo on their part because <laughs> the box is there so many times. I know it would be a bad marketing strategy, but that's what I'm hoping for. Or I'm hoping to that they do the Xbox One Xbox 360. For the next that, one. Oh, that'd be so nice. <laughs> this is what I'm hoping. Um, but yeah, that was that was my question pertaining to the Scorpio uh, X box X conundrum. Xbox Solid. One X. Xbox One X. Okay. 
Yeah, it's Xbox One X. Or, or just when you come to buy it, it's just new Xbox. It's just a new one. Yeah, you just say, I just want the new Xbox. And they're like, oh, the Xbox One X box. Yeah. Gotcha. I just want the box for it. I just, I just want the box. <laughs> just I don't they, think they, they sell those in a store. They shouldn't. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? What's next on the dick? All right, um, let me see here. Where, where on. I'm on a roll. Where, okay, we... Uh, which one of these do I want to do? Because I actually have a, I have a good amount of... Um, Alright, here's, here's the thing. Uh, so, this is a trend I've noticed. It's done a lot in Ubisoft games, but it's done a lot in other stuff as well. Where you have like your Far Cry games, especially with Primal, there's a lot of animal companionship going on uh, in a lot of these popular AAA games. Oh, no. Like, in Primal, you had the saber-toothed tiger, you had an owl that could help you out. In the new Far Cry game, Far Cry 5, you actually had a dog that can help you out in some combat situations. In the new Assassin's Creed, there's actually an eagle, uh, which defines why it's called Eagle Vision in the franchise. There, there's just a, there's a whole bunch of things, because I think people have, people, people have realized that people like playing with animals in their games. People enjoy animal companions in these things. Yes. Um, my question, though, Daniel, is... Uh, why animal companions in this style if people like animals so much and not a sequel to the PS2 game Dog's Life, Dog's Life 2? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why not cut out the middle dog and let me just play as the dog I, the gaming public so clearly is demanding for? Okay. <laughs> here, here is the best way that I can think to put this. Um, you, you know, you know, Half-Life, you know, you know, Half-Life 2, you know, Mm -hmm. the, you know, the Portal, you know, the, the Portal franchise. Yes. You know that these, these are franchises, especially like Half-Life 2, it's thing. It Mm -hmm. is the quintessential first person shooter. Mm -hmm. Because it is so good and because Mm -hmm. they've taken so much time. They are they are legitimately afraid to release a third one because there's no possible way it could they live can. up to the perfection mm-hmm. of the game that came before it because it is a flawless masterpiece. But what they've instead done is people have just taken these elements. They've taken these first-person puzzle elements. They've taken these immense, wonderful physics systems, and they've yep. taken the reading of the scent in order to find the next place to go on the farm. (laughs) They've taken these things, and instead of just outright doing it worse, they've just tried to put it in new settings. And that's what these animal companions are for. (laughs) Because, like, you you can't... It's like if Mona Lisa had a twin sister and someone drew that. It's it's just not going to be as good. You're just going to say, okay, Okay. well, this is just Mona Lisa, er... It's just this isn't a dog's life. The hit, the cult classic game for the original PlayStation. The flawless trend-setting, genre-defining classic. I will say that I think that people who played it, like I don't know many, but I do think it actually has a like almost a cult classic status. Where the people who played it were really like, this game is not bad. This is a pretty good game. Like, you get mm-hmm. to play as a dog, you're doing things a dog would do, you platform, you jump around, mm-hmm. and it kind of just paved the way for animals, and and honestly, just playing as a dog. Yes. Like, I, I will say, I, I, can't, I can't rightfully say that being an eagle would yeah. play the same way as, as being a dog, mm-hmm. because eagles aren't dogs. <laughs> I mean, that's just a fact. I'll have to agree with you. But the thing about it is, is like uh, dog companions in Far Cry 5, yeah. that dog, if you were to play as that dog, the game would be too easy. If, if you were, if they were to, you have to make the animals companions. Because the thing about it is, is that a dog's life, relatively mm-hmm. easy platformer, not a hard game to beat. And it wasn't because of the fault of the development. It is because yeah. dogs inherently are too good at what they do. If you put the player in control of that mm-hmm. kind of power, like, then they will always win. And the it, only reason mm-hmm. that it doesn't work in your Sonic scenario is because those are anthropomorphized versions. They're basically humans. If you make a dog a human, mm-hmm. it'll last for a glass of milk. 
take away everything that makes a dog good. Take away all the best parts of the dog. So the only way that games can truly be played and you can give any challenge to the player is if you don't let them play as dogs. As dogs. That is the one of that is the main reason why a dog's life too can't be released. <laughs> and we have to settle. And we have to settle this for animal companions. Um, such as in, in Far Cry Primal with a saber-toothed tiger. That's just the worst version of a regular dog, honestly. That's the worst version of a domesticated dog. A saber-toothed tiger shot. is just a dog that hadn't yet evolved into just being a regular <laughs> farm dog. <laughs> Named Jake with a fucking it was his name big, old, big old yellow J. Right? That's <laughs> really. <laughs> uh, that, that, that one went exactly as well as I was hoping. Good. I'm hoping that it would. That it would have. If, if you anthropomorphize a dog, you take away all the good bits. But... It, 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 I feel like what, what we've learned as a games industry with the release of Saints Row 4 and the Crackdown franchise, mm-hmm. those, those are very polarizing games, but ultimately the people that like them, like them because they just give the player, it is the ultimate power fantasy game, they give you all the tools to do anything, and some people, they want a bit more of a challenge. And those are that's, more why, that's, why Saints Row 5, that's why Saints Row 5 can't come out. Yeah, Saints Row Four was the was the quintessential. This is being a gangster turned president turned everything's the Matrix now. Yeah, this is the only. This is the best a game can do it. it it's it's. I feel like what people are realizing because there's the question of if they release Saints Row Five, what would they do with the number? Because it's they've already done every joke they could do with the number. I feel like Saints Row Five hasn't come out because the number instead of being a five would just be Dog's Life Two. So it, it would, would just have Row, to be Dog's, Dog's Life 2 because mm-hmm. it's the one thing Saints Row hasn't tried to tackle, but at this rate, it's it's not worth doing. Saints nope. Row 4 was a good ending point. Uh, mm-hmm. Dog's Life starring Jake the Dog. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> where playing as dog games should have ended. <laughs> and so far, it is where they have ended. And it is so far where they have ended. Speaking <sighs> out loud... <laughs> Um, uh, in E3, there uh-huh. was a fairly big, um, I guess not really announcement because it was announced with just a picture. Okay. And, and this picture contained a man with a red hat, a man with a green hat, a rabbit with a green hat, and a rabbit with a red hat. Mm-hmm. And then there was Yoshi, and then there was Peach, <laughs> and then there was a rabbit that was Peach. Uh-huh. And all we got was an image of these people standing next to each other with arm guns. Yes. And this game is, was called uh, <laughs> Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. It was indeed. And it was finally had some gameplay shown off at E3. And mm-hmm. it, is a, it is a turn-based uh, tactics game in the same vein as the XCOM franchise. And so Very you know exactly what this question is going to be. I feel like I Why? did. <laughs> Rabbids and Mario Kingdom Battle. <laughs> why not XCOM 2? Um, why? Okay. Uh, I, I, will, I will ask for specificity. Am I, am I answering this question from the point of view of a developer or from no, the point no, of no. view of a gamer? This is, this is of gamers. Okay. Why get this one and not this one? You know, I uh, so I played XCOM. I played XCOM Enemy Unknown and XCOM Enemy Within pretty pretty extensively. I have yet to actually play XCOM 2, which is why I think I'm actually a perfect uh, person to answer this question because I'm a clean slate as far as it goes to XCOM 2. That's the um, main reason I, I asked, apparently. Yep. <laughs> yep. But, and I and I do have and I but I have enough prior knowledge of the systems to make an informed decision here. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's the thing. Uh, anyone who's played XCOM, uh, any man known, any within, and I assume XCOM 2 from the reviews that I've seen for it, uh, will tell you the best way to play that game is your characters that you use, the soldiers you send in the fights, have permadeath. If they die in a fight, they die forever. Um, and you can customize their appearance. You can customize all their names. Anyone who has played those games will tell you the best way to do it is you go in, you name everybody. You uh, name them after your friends if you want to do what I did, which is what I did. And uh, you go in, and then you have these really good emergent stories uh, about how 
your your friend uh, was it your brother Lenny. Uh, I had Lenny in mind, and he was a sniper, and he was doing it. He was doing super well over a series of missions. Each mm-hmm. one of them had close calls, had a lot of tension. They were friends of his that I got to see him save the lives of during fights. I then had another sniper character. I forget what his name was, but it's he and Lenny were in fights together, and I, they adopted like a a mentor-student kind of relationship. It's Lenny was the established sniper. The other guy was the young rookie. And he was the young rookie being taken under the wing. Being taken under the wing. And then there was one mission. Uh, I remember they were they were on a blown-out bridge, and uh, and Lenny was staying back as a sniper, as his, as his training had taught him. He was staying back. He was laying on covered fire. He was doing a pretty good job. The young rookie had to go a little bit forward just to keep placement, just to keep good different sight lines on. Because even though Lenny was in a good spot, he couldn't quite cover the whole field. So whenever the young rookie went went away, uh, some of the aliens had come up behind Lenny, and they had started to attack him. With a sniper rifle, not much he could do. The young rookie was able to get there and take out the aliens, but not before they had killed Lenny. It was very tragic, very emotional, very kind of trying experience. And here's where I think Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle can really innovate in this area. I, I think because, I know where you're going. <laughs> because here's the thing. As, as meaningful as that was, because I had seen Lenny go through matches, I had seen him go through things and do a lot of really important stuff, and then I, I had to feel that tragic loss, but it was very visceral. As much as that felt, as much as that was impactful to me, Lenny as a video game character had only existed for about three days. Mm-hmm. Mario, Luigi, Peach, Yoshi have existed and gaming since like the 80s going on 30 going on 40 years how much more impactful do you think it's gonna be (laughs) when you're moving mario to a position (laughs) and it's the best move you can make at the time it's the only one that makes sense but then a rabbit comes out But then a rabbit comes out and goes, and then it blows his head clean off. You see Luigi get there. Luigi gets there. He's able to take out the rabbits. The mission is completed, but at what cost? And it doesn't just have this emotional context for two or three days and your friends. It's a major establishment. That is, that is 40 franchise. years of, 40 of history. Billions of dollars Nintendo's gambling on this game. On the off chance that someone has Mario die, because if Mario dies in this game, again, perma-death, he is done. <laughs> Mario, Mario the Plumber, Nintendo icon, gaming franchise maker is out. <laughs> and that, that kind of tension you just don't get from XCOM 2. I don't care how hard XCOM 2 tries, you just don't have that. You don't have that in it. Oh... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See, I I genuinely thought that's very, very funny. I thought you were gonna work the backwards way of you were hmm. gonna say because XCOM is so <laughs> emotional of an investment. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you don't wanna always have to feel that heartbreak. You want something so, lighter. And so in Mario and Rabbids, you get these four fucking no-name Rabbids <laughs> that you just send out and they die, and you don't have to feel a thing. You can just watch them die and go, oh, okay. And oh, you keep playing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I made a mistake. I'm glad that I protected the characters I care about <laughs> with, with these Rabbids I'm throwing out. But... <laughs> I think both are valid answers. Yeah, well, yeah, because here's the thing. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, you have both options. XCOM is only going to give you the one with you friends only get of yours. The one. If, you, yeah. if you complete a match with anyone alive, you're already getting too invested in those guys. Yeah, it's already too much. Yeah, here it's... Like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and so here you have... It, it's. I mean, the games have like a hard mode. Games have like a cutthroat mode. Not many games have a you could literally kill Mario forever mode. <laughs> Not enough games have that as an option because the stakes have never been higher. And and the best thing is is that if there's a sequel and they follow true to what the people who did XCOM did, mm-hmm. because the what they did with XCOM is they actually looked at what the completion rate of the game was among their players, and yeah. it just turned out that most of the players lost. So in the sequel, they div- they designed around the fact that we lost the first invasion. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if in the first game, it turns out, like, it, Mario died. 
Yeah, he's in it's the over. first one. He's not even in the second one. It's just no. blank and rabbit kingdom battle. Kingdom war. <laughs> you get a blood covered Luigi wearing Mario's hat. <laughs> oh. And so you're already setting yourself up for a beautiful sequel. Uh, and so, and, and because then, I mean, it's 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 inevitable that some of these characters are going to die in a, in a playthrough. I assume Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle is going to be as difficult as XCOM. <laughs> so, and so, it's you're gonna you're gonna pull up two, and so you're like, okay, Mario's dead. Uh, Yoshi's probably also dead. I misinterpreted how the egg move was going to work in the game, and it turns out he got his head shot off. I didn't know plan for it. And so that means in two, they're going to go really deep into the Mario lore because they're going to have to start bringing out more Mario characters. We're going right. to get Hammer Bros. Birdo's going to come back. We're going to get Hammer Bros. working to defend against the rabid hordes. We're going to finally and, learn what Waluigi's character fucking is for once. Like, we're going to learn all this new stuff. He dies in a cutscene. Uh, you see him uh, crawling to, uh, I guess, Daisy's castle, because I can only assume Peach is also dead. You see him <laughs> crawling, bloodied, saying, like, dragging, like, Peach's dead body behind him and saying, we didn't win. And then he falls over dead. And so Daisy and Wario and Bowser, of course, naturally they, oh, gotta... bring back Gino, whatever. I don't care. I don't oh. care anymore. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it, but the single will be great. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, they're, they're setting themselves up with a new IP, uh, and they. Uh, a, side, a side note for that one: Did you, did you watch the uh, like the the full uh, press conference when they did the announcement? For oh, Mark? the guy is so proud of his little guy. Was, that he was so one of the proud. Most heartwarming things because it was you know this dude is a game developers looked up to Shigeru Miyamoto his whole life, like his whole career, and then to see Shigeru on stage excited for his game, man. It made me tear up. It was a lot. It was yeah. No, nice. I I haven't watched the full the full clip, but yeah. I've seen it condensed down in GIF form, and that was all I needed. Just uh, Shigeru Miyamoto wearing the dumb little arm cannon and giving just a thumbs up to the guy, and then he's just crying. And then I've watched a few interviews, and just he talks about it with this. It's uh, uh, the guy's drive. He either has the most incredible drive in the world or he is legitimately excited because I in my brain, I'm picturing Ubisoft just went up to him and said, hey, you're a good designer. We managed to get Nintendo on board with doing something with the Rabbids. You need to do it. Uh huh. And so this was either the best news he could have possibly gotten or he said, shit, the Rabbids. Rabbids? And I, and I, I have to do Mario? What the fuck? He's like, I have Why? to condense Mario to be with the Rabbids? Why wouldn't you give me Rayman? Why wouldn't you give me yeah, the Yeah, because we had Rayman. We could do this. It's the same but, And so he was, like, he either was trucking through the trenches, dodging the bullets, and he managed to create a game that, in my opinion, looks really enjoyable shockingly good shockingly enjoyable just i've seen i've seen clips because a thing in xcom is there there are status effects Mm -hmm. but just in the way that they're done in this game like there's a gun that has a chance to just bounce yeah so when you shoot someone they bounce into the air and Mm -hmm. then luigi's like an overwatch so he sees the enemy going through and luigi shoots the guy in the Mm -hmm. air still Mm -hmm. triggering another bounce Yep. Into another person who is in Overwatch triggering a push. And it's the most pinball shit I've seen in a while. Yeah, no, it it's just looks good. incredible. It looks yeah. so fun to play. It's, it's also one of the reasons I got a Switch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be getting that game. I bought it primarily for Kirby 2018. Makes but, sense. But I'm going to get Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. The game looks good. It the looks developer stupid. looks like he's... Really, really excited about it. Oh, mm-hmm. and a thing for genuine... Like, I'm trying to sell this game, and I don't know why. But <laughs> they actually did an interview with the guy who worked on the XCOM games. Like, okay. new ones. Oh, okay. And they and they asked, and they said, what do you think about seeing these mechanics mm-hmm. being used in this game? Like, what did you think? Because did they contact you and let it, you know? He's like, yeah. oh, no, I was just kind of asleep. 
And then people started blowing up my phone and I was watching it. And all I could think of was, wow, they're doing some really cool things with, and the guy's just like, cause I didn't make the original XCOM. I'm not, I'm not that old. Like yeah. I've just got to work with the IP. And so yeah. to see other people using these things in a genre that doesn't get enough love, that doesn't have enough accessibility. I yeah. love this. If they do something that I think is amazing, I'm going to use it in the next XCOM. And if they see things oh. I like and they use it in theirs, that's wonderful. I just want people to play this genre. There's not enough good tactical like RPG type games. Yeah where that kind of thing is important. So mm-hmm. even the guy who does the XCOM games is, is stoked and that really is... wants this game. So if that's not the biggest selling point... Yeah, I don't know what is. Yeah, like, I don't know what to either. tell you. And also, it's just a better game. That's why yeah. I was saying why that one, not the other one. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so all the jokes aside, there's a lot of cool stuff, genuinely, <laughs> I think, to be excited for. Oh, yeah. Um, but that was my main, uh, my main uh, big serious one. Okay, uh, I guess then we'll we'll actually wrap up because I have one more big serious one. We should be able to wrap this up actually in pretty yeah, decent yeah. time. Uh, so my yeah. my last one. Uh, so for me, uh, we did <coughs> just kind of as a casual thing on our Facebooks and whatnot. But we did like our uh, I did my top uh, my top announcements from E3, and my favorite thing from E3 from a uh, from a an expo, a bunch of press conferences about video games was the trailer. For Beyond Good and Evil 2, um, mm-hmm. which on its face is contradictory. Uh, so it, it's because it's clear you'd want to see a game, you'd want to see gameplay, all that kind of stuff. And of course, as, as like now we have since we have actually seen gameplay for it. But I want to know, Daniel, because this isn't a thing that's just with Beyond Good and Evil 2. I'm not the only person getting hyped off of just cinematic trailers. Uh, why, Daniel, do you think why trailer for a game and why not gameplay? At a, at a place like E3? Like, why Why would you show one and not the other? Well, at a place like E3, and there's... My first answer is going to be just pure statistical answer. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say, I'll, I'll say as a caveat, assuming you have the ability to provide both. So this isn't a situation like where you don't have gameplay to show. It's you could show either one. Why would you show trailers every gameplay? Um, well, this is... And this is a big thing, and it especially happens in E3... Is that people who show gameplay, mm-hmm. usually, not always, there's some people who, who really go with it, but are almost always building themselves too high on a pedestal. And, and this was the case with um, a little bit of, of Siege. I remember when the trailer for Siege, or the mm-hmm. gameplay videos for Siege first came out when it was first being announced. They and I think I'm pretty sure it's Ubisoft, but Ubisoft has I think my least favorite fake voice chat people. Oh yes, in the world because yes. they, I I hate them. I hate their guts, and but that's not on them. <clears throat> but they do these scenarios and they show these things in the game. Like I remember them. They show them shooting through the walls and like the pieces were falling off perfectly mm-hmm. and all these things. And I don't know if you have played Rainbow Six Siege. But it, it's not, it just isn't quite there like it was in that gameplay. Uh, I'm doing air quotes, but I guess yeah. I'll just do mouth quotes. <laughs> um, so the gameplay the, um, mm-hmm. videos from that. And uh, it was the same thing with a little bit of, um, not Shadow of the Claws, what was it? The, la- the, 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 the Last Guardian. Also, yeah. they did a little bit of gameplay excerpts from their things. They were showing this kid. They were showing him interacting with the, I'm going to call it the Colossus, it's not, yeah. <laughs> um, him interacting with the Colossus, climbing on it. But then you play the game, and the actual dog, the little dumbass dog, moves mm-hmm. like shit. He doesn't mm-hmm. react to the controls. These aren't things that you see in gameplay things. Yeah. And so if you were showing gameplay, and your mm-hmm. game isn't on the show floor, yeah. it's, what are you doing? it has almost been, it's almost worse than just showing a trailer or even even more so i would say just stick with what metroid prime 4 did which was just they showed an image Mm -hmm. and so that and you know i'm i love i i I like trailers i do like trailers um but beyond good and evil they they showed actual like trailers the characters and all that Mm -hmm. but it's a game that's a little more character focused where metroid prime 4 relies on its atmosphere its mood yeah these whole kind of things and so all you need is just that image Mm mm-hmm 
all you need is that. They didn't show any gameplay because showing gameplay, if it isn't on the floor, is pointless. It's pointless. It is absolutely pointless because people... Because it's not like with a, with a trailer. With a trailer, people can use their imagination based mm-hmm. off of what is pre-rendered. And it's never an exact one-to-one ratio. It is a no. feel. It is, yeah. oh, I'm getting the vibe of this game. My mind's mm-hmm. going crazy with all these things. You're seeing buildings blow up. You're saying, ah, oh, destructible environments. I know how okay. those work in games. But yeah. when you show it over-exaggerated and what mm-hmm. you're claiming to be gameplay videos and you don't have exactly what you're showing, you're yeah, only going to make people mad. Yeah, because they're going to fill in gaps and the gaps are going to be wrong. That's right. And so yeah. trailers and... And, you know, I do like gameplay, but honestly, gameplay videos, I, I don't really care about. Just yeah. give me a demo. Let me, like, Let me like give it as a pre-order bonus because people can cancel their pre-orders. If you give yeah. it as a pre-order bonus as a demo and people are just like, wow, this is good shit, they're not going to cancel. They're going to stay yeah. with it. I like mm-hmm. betas. I like demos. Gameplay trailers, I never trust just in general. Yeah. Showing gameplay is, is trash. And I feel like, uh, just piggybacking off of that, I think you actually touched on it. So, like, with Beyond Good and Evil 2, because this, uh, piggybacking onto that, because it's Beyond Good and Evil 2 was the only game in all of E3. I watched Bethesda's conference, I watched EA's, I watched Sony's, I watched Nintendo's, I watched Microsoft's conference, I watched, like, every conference that I could. I only jumped out of my seat out of excitement at Beyond Good and Evil 2, and here is my thing. Beyond Good and Evil, the original game, is a cult classic. I played it when it first came out. I just got it randomly at a Walmart. I didn't, like, research it. I just bought it because I thought the title was cool. Uh, And I played it and fell in love with that game. Here's the thing with Beyond Good and Evil. Beyond Good and Evil did not in any way revolutionize the stealth genre. It is not a revolutionary stealth game. It is not a mind-blowing gameplay experience. The important parts of Beyond Good and Evil are characters, our plot, our feel. And so whenever they announce that game... All they need to do is show me the trailer to show me that they get the characters correct and the feel and the interactions because that is the important thing about that game. I'll contrast that with uh, Doom, Doom 2016 that came out. Uh, The important thing with Doom, because they came out with Doom 3, and Doom 3 probably tanked that IP really hard when it came out because it had the demons, it had the rock and roll, whatever, but it was like almost (laughs) like a horror game. It was almost like 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 a scary game. And that's not what you play Doom for. You play Doom to get a shotgun, to run around, circle strafe shit, and blow up demons. That's that is right. Why you, you actually play it for the gameplay. So in Doom, I don't think a cinematic trailer would have done it because people would have seen a, a trailer or a cinematic and gone, okay, well, here's the story. But also, one, who gives a shit about the story in Doom? It's the thing that is important to that game is how the game flows. If I can see you play it and see that it flows at a speed that I like, I know that I'm getting what I want out well, of that experience. And then and then that's the thing. If you are legitimately showing exactly what it will be like. Yeah. Then that's fine, but in in some it's, of the it will, and not even in some, in most of them, they have these things on the most souped up type of machine yeah. to run it at its absolute highest. Yes. And they're like and when you put it on consoles, they don't run that well. The no. consoles just are a little underpowered. And it's not a bad mm-hmm. thing. I'm not like a frames per second thing. But yeah. there are people yeah. who are and mm-hmm. so if you're showing the gameplay and you're like, wow, Doom's fast, it looks good, it runs smooth, and then you get it on a system and it mm-hmm. is going 30 frames per second, mm-hmm. you're still it's, not, you're being led astray a little bit. Yeah, and, sure. even, and even then, if just like one aspect of the game is like different than a thing you thought was super cool in the gameplay trailer, mm-hmm. then, then you're going to be upset. Then you're going to just be disappointed. It's like No Man's Sky, when it was yeah. showing its gameplay footage... Yeah. It it was showing a lot of things, and, and I'll I'll even I'll defend it a bit. The things it showed are technically in the game. It is me getting the ship flying up is technically there. I have fought a ship in space, but the feeling they were trying to evoke yeah. with that gameplay <laughs> demonstration is not there. It well, is not, proportion. Yeah, it is a it is a barren wasteland of infinite planets, just like the real universe. Uh, I will I will say to go against even my own point because I genuinely like trailers more. Um yeah. and the the reason I think it works for Kirby 2018 is because it is Kirby. Um Kirby it's a known, is known quantity. Yeah, it's it's almost like the exception that proves the rule because Kirby yeah. has existed, no pun intended, in a vacuum of just constant games that operate on like a 
77 to an 85 like metacritic like they yeah. are always just baseline pretty good yeah and so if you see kirby gameplay and you see that it is what it is then you can without a shadow doubt go oh kirby can move left and right and suck Got good it. that's it yeah. that's, <laughs> that's all, all i need, I need. The only other thing, the only other genre I think it could really work for is fighting games. Yeah. If, if, you, if you're not showing gameplay in a fighting game... What are you showing? What the, well, what are yeah, you, what are, you either are an anime fighter or you're a bad fighting game. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that, that whole kind of deal. Because fighting games, it's usually... Unless something real big happens... Mm-hmm. Like it's almost a like a one to one ratio, but that's yeah. only that genre. So yeah. Kirby and fighting games are the only times that I think show gameplay. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what you're there for. Everything else, because tra- it's ultimately a trailer just shows you got the feeling right. And, and once again, uh, I will say if because like Battlefront Two, they showed gameplay footage, but they mm-hmm. also had it playing on the floor. If you yep. were showing your game in a playable state somewhere, and people can vouch and say this is true. This, yeah, this is how it runs. These yeah. are the little, or, and, or you have like a, at least enough people who, if there is an issue, they can say, this part was exaggerated a little bit. Let me tell yeah. you how it's different. Let me tell you why it's not really that big a deal or why it's actually a little better. Like yeah. if you have that interaction, that, that's an interaction. That's good. Even mm-hmm. if things aren't, as you said, there's still like a conversation happening and it isn't just pure speculation based on what you are presenting as mm-hmm. fact. Indeed. All right. I had uh, a lot more was... to say about that than I thought I would. Yeah, that, that, I, I like how the serious ones go. Uh, so that has been the first episode of Why This Not That. As you see, we do uh, we do some jokey ones. We do some serious ones. Uh, yeah, it's been a good one. Um, I think what I'll, what I'll ask of the audience, because this is actually a really neat, this is actually a more interactive one than the, uh, than the movie one, is just uh, submit why this not that, because they can literally be anything. Like you saw, we can do Yeah, literally that, whatever, so and we'll do them. Yeah, we will absolutely do them. Uh, I don't think we have a plan yet for the for the next one, um, and so uh, here's the thing. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna blatantly steal a thing that another podcast I like does. Uh, this is uh, my brother. My brother and me does this. They're an advice one, um, and what they do is they read at the end of the previous episode. They read the one they're gonna start on uh, for the next one. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Daniel. The one I want you to be thinking of that we'll that we'll start the next one off with is why Hogwarts. And not just a regular school. <laughs> That's what we're gonna start the next one with, uh, and then I guess Daniel, if you want to listen to the uh, the outro that Nick made for us, yeah, we'll yeah, play yeah. that. Let's, and let's, end it. let's play that. Let me get this going real quick. Right. It's a down tempo one. Oh boy, that was good. I liked that. Mm-hmm. That's real nice. I'm gonna keep talking about how good I think we did in this last 43 seconds. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just go ahead and just when you edit it together, just have the music playing because it mm-hmm. gives a real nice vibe. I like that. It's really yeah. nice. You know, I it's like it. um, down tempo, remix, redub, rehash, rehab. You know, it's very funny. Uh, I also, uh, I like uh, just to continue talking over the thing. I actually kind of like the idea of the intro and outro music being the same, but slightly different because we have a, we have a more upbeat one to start the show off with. And we have this really just chill laid back one of Nick saying nice and it just relaxes the whole end of the show. I agree. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I feel like this one will be much easier to listen to. Oh, by far. Bye-bye. <laughs> As we always say, uh, <laughs> bye. <laughs>